0: Hi there and welcome along to day one of the 12 rows of Christmas Obviously I've come up dressed for the occasion So what we're going to do is we're going to do 12 workouts Which you don't have to do all 12 days in a row You can spread them out through the festive period um, Just enjoy them as you do them, okay? So I'm going to make sure and vary the intensity it's Just for those people that might be wanting to do them 12 days in a row I'm certainly going to be doing that And then if I can just manage to divert the kids for a while I'm going to do a half marathon on Christmas Day Which will be day 13 in case you're keeping count. Today then for day one this is one spicy start okay so what we're going to do is five eight minute intervals with two and a half minutes rest in between. Sounds simple enough but those eight minute intervals we're going to split into a five minute and a three minute chunk no rest in between but we're just going to split it that way the first 5 minutes you're going to do at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace which is round right about 5 or 6 out of 10 on the out of 10 effort level point of view then the next 3 minutes you're going to go up to 24 strokes a minute and round about 2k plus 5 pace which should take you up to run right about 8 or 9 out of 10 especially by the end of this workout now the reason I say round about 2k plus 5 is I know that some people might only get to round right about 2k plus 7 and some people might naturally get up to 2k plus three don't worry about it just get to where you can the point is is that you increase the stroke rate and the power for these three minutes towards the end of each interval okay and then talking about the end the very last in interval five the very last three minutes if you want to fill up your santa sack with power and go as fast as you can across those three minutes please do this entire workout is about keeping the intensity up there, and that last three minutes, if you want to go for a sprint, go for a sprint, all right? As long as you get to the point in all of these sessions where you really feel that discomfort point, where you're having to kind of hold on to maintain that pace, then this is the, the workout has worked out perfectly for you, okay? So as such, because this is an, an intense workout, we're going to do a four-minute warm-up. Well, we always do a four-minute warm-up, but we're doing a four-minute warm-up. So start off by setting up your machine, go to the drag factor, and set that where you want it to be. If you don't know about Drag Factor, then I have a video on my YouTube channel which talks about Drag Factor. It gives an idea of what it is, where you might want to set it. But in case you care, I set mine to run about 125, all right? Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye heights. You're not looking up and you're not looking down. And then also adjust your foot straps so that your feet are in a position where you can come to the front of the machine with your shins in a nice vertical position comfortably, Okay. If you're set too high, you might not quite get there. If you're set too low, you might go scooting straight past, which can cause hyperflexibility and all that kind of stuff. All right. Now, I know I talk about setup in terms of the Concept 2, and you might not be rowing on a Concept 2, so my apologies for that. Obviously, you might not be able to change the monitor or the foot straps. But in terms of resistance, just get it to a point where you've got enough of a weight of the machine, but you don't have to heave against it, okay? Because you you, want to make sure and push with the legs. But I'm going to talk about that in the warm-up because we're gonna roll this at 18 strokes a minute and we're gonna start with the amount of power from your feet where you're able to think about that push from your feet going into your hands connecting with the handle. But I'll talk about that as we start because I've been going on for way too long. Right, hats off. Let's start then. So in three, two, one, go. So 18 strokes a minute, which is a nice slow stroke rate. And like I say, just push in enough With your legs that you can feel the power coming through your body through your arms into your hands and then into the handle and the point is that you want to push with your feet at the same time that your hands connect to the handle which then connects to the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever you're using and basically puts power into your rowing machine it's really important to get that timing right if you push too soon your backside goes flying away from you and you lose power if you pull too soon and you can't quite get that snap of your legs in to get the power you're wasting power from your arms and you can't put in the power from your legs and you're also on a one-way ticket to golfer's elbow or tennis elbow so get that timing right and then start to increase your pace to run about 2k plus 20 just run about 5 out of 10 on an effort scale just push with your legs and connect your arms and if you don't know what 2k pace is then basically row A two-kilometer time trial, and divide the resulting time by four, and that's your two-k training pace. So eight minutes twenty-two k. Your two your two-k training pace is two minutes and five seconds. And then you adjust from there. Hang on, put one foot on the ground. Continue rowing. So, when I say two k plus twenty you row 20 seconds slower than your 2k training pace or your 2k average pace whatever you want to call it it's a great way to kind of cookie cutter everyone when it comes to training sessions Soft feet so by basing your training pace on your current ability and then gauging that current ability by Asking you to row a two kilometer time trial, it means that it's a proportion of your ability. Somebody with a six minute 2K is going to be working just as hard as someone with a 10 minute 2K. Right, last one here. Here we go. So, legs straight and just roll with your back and arms keep those legs nice and straight so that you can just think about swinging over your hips and then pulling in your arms yes I am rowing and then pushing out your arms and swinging back over your hips again so you really want to make sure to pick up the power with your back swing on this drill one more here and let's roll to the front of the machine the straight arms and the forward lead and just press out with your legs Don't worry about power here. This is about teaching you to drive out from the front while maintaining a forward lean and straight arms. It's one of the toughest things to really get that feel for in the full rowing stroke. One more. There you go. Right. So have a quick drink. And then just keep on moving up and down the rail while I describe one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Rowalong on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so we're going to do five eight-minute intervals with two and a half minutes rest in between. And those eight minutes are going to be split into a five-minute chunk and a three-minute chunk. You're going to do the first five minutes at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. And then you're going to do three minutes at 24 strokes a minute and roundabout 2k plus 5 pace. Okay, so this is really about just being nice, nice. Long, low, slow pace and then pushing right into a fast, powerful pace. But then you get two and a half minutes rest. They do it a few times over. So it's a great workout. Um, and yeah and that's it so it's really just watch uh, either watch me on the video or listen to me on the podcast when it comes to stroke rate if you struggle with trying to hold and maintain these kind of exact stroke rates but hopefully eventually your uh, rhythm will just kind of fall in Um, and just make sure to don't worry too much about pace but just try and keep somewhere within kind of plus or minus one second Um, you don't want to be kind of five seconds up five seconds down that's showing less control all right Less talking, more rowing. (laughs) Here we go then. 20 strokes a minute to start in three, two, one. Let's go. Now the great thing, or what I love about 20 strokes a minute, is that it's just one stroke every three seconds. But it also means that when it comes to of stroke ratio and what i mean as in the ratio between the drive phase and the recovery phase i like that ratio at these kind of stroke rates to be two to one where your drive phase is twice as fast is your recovery phase and at 20 strokes a minute that's really easy because you drive for one second recover for two not that you're really clock watching to that extent sorry extent but it's a good way to think about it if you're unsure about the rhythm and flow of the stroke although I'm absolutely blowing my pace guide right now I'm seems to just have fallen into rowing two seconds faster than I should be trying to ease up a bit or this is going to get get a bit too spicy too soon but it's okay this first five minutes of each interval is really about slowing things down giving you a chance to work on your core foundation fitness build up your cardio system develop your mitochondria the power cells of your blood and also just just by slowing things down gives you a chance to work on your technique whereas even when we just go into the next or the last Three minutes, because you'll be really putting in the power, it's, it becomes harder to concentrate on body position and things. So effect, kind effectively one of the reasons why you'll find so many rowing training plans have lots of long slow rows is not only to really build up that core foundation fitness but it's also just to give you a chance to grind in your default rowing technique so that when it does come to pushing hard your default technique that you'll just do subconsciously ends up being what you want it to be rather than completely falling apart. I really didn't intend to go straight into technique today but suppose it makes sense to talk about it right at the top. So we've got our first change-up in 10 strokes time. And make sure that as you increase the power, it's from pushing with the legs, okay? So you want a forward lean, straight arms, and then push your legs into the machine. two more strokes, two, one. here we go. let's take it right up 24 strokes a minute and round about 2k plus five pace like I say, it's about pushing with your legs and when you push with more force from your legs that power that you are putting into the machine not only makes the timer or the pace go faster, but also makes your drive speed faster. And remember the two to one ratio. If your drive speed is a little bit faster then your recovery should also be a little bit faster and so that's how both parts of the stroke contribute to an increase In stroke rate, so it's not about driving at the same pace and recovering quicker, nor is it about driving really fast and recovering really slow get a ratio it'll help with the flow okay 10 strokes to go 8 almost there 6 keep that pace rate nice and smooth two one Ooh, there we go two and a half minutes rest and that should have taken you up to round about eight out of ten from an effort point of view for that first one I'm going to guess that for most people the change up would have taken a few strokes to get up to bang on 24 strokes a minute and the roundabout 2k plus 5 pace but then you would have settled into it for a while so maybe maybe the first two minutes of that increase you would have been like yes it's okay but then the third minute would be when it starts to get just a little bit spicy and you then have to kind of go, oh, I have to concentrate and push in order to hold on here. Hang on, quick drink. Well, you basically have the option of I either push through this in order to maintain my pace and rate or I back off because it's getting a little bit intense and the point here is that you don't back off this is what I call embracing the discomfort you might not have got it too bad in that first chunk but as you go through this workout you will <laughs> where it starts to get to a point where you're like whoa I'm really having to hold on here to get to the end and that's the discomfort point okay this is the point that is the undoing of a 2k or a or even like a 1K or 5 or 10 or whatever. It's that point when it really starts to kind of dig in and it's, it's basically just discomfort and you have to make a decision. No, it's okay, I've got this, I'm going to push through. And this is kind of what today, what the three-minute chunks are about, is giving you a little toe in the water at the start of this 12 days thing to experience that discomfort, to deal with it, and then we are going to revisit it a few times over the course of the 12 days. Okay, we have 12 seconds to go. Make sure that you are ready to go. Oh, in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. So remember, 20 strokes a minute. Start a nice, gentle first five minutes so that even if you haven't recovered, fully from that first interval this first five minutes should actually kind of well it's not going to fully help you continue your recovery but by the time it comes to three minutes to go you should be in a good place to hit that three minutes at the right pace again so I'm not I'm not the Grinch (laughs) I'm giving you these moments of discomfort but I'm letting you recover enough to get into them again it's not like a Tabata session where you barely recover before having to get into your next interval and if you don't know what a Tabata session feels like on the rowing machine don't worry That will be one of my holiday gifts to you at one point over the course of these 12 days. I did toy with the idea of trying to make this a completely agnostic 12 days. Not talking about any holiday at all so that anyone could pick up this session even in like July or something and not be put off by me talking about Christmas and the holidays but sometimes it's a good idea just to keep these as kind of moments in time not to say you can't do this in July but you might get a bit bored with the Christmas references plus it means I only have to do this now and then I just have to (laughs) rebrand it every year stick a new logo on you like Michael Bublé? How they run right about November time? They wake him up from his hibernation through the year, and like Michael, Michael, time to wake up. It's Christmas time, and then he comes out with this. Oh, we're where the weather outside is frightful. Come on, girls. What do you think? Is there a Christmas album in my future? I mean, you've got to figure nobody's likely to have a video of them singing Christmas carols and rowing at the same time. Let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow. (laughs) Sorry. I should be more technique focus and stuff shouldn't I? But hey gotta make these entertaining somehow. And you asking me not to ever sing again. Maybe enough. Okay, we have seven strokes to go until the next one. Remember, power comes from the legs. In three, two, one. Here we go. So push with the legs, push really get a sensation like you're pushing the machine away from you. And also, don't worry if, like me you get caught out by the amount of push you need in order to get up to 2k plus 5 that was a good 4 seconds slow for the opening strokes of this one remember Although the power is mostly generated from your legs, you have to still think about getting that power into the machine, which is why... I keep saying to have a forward lean tilting over your hips to a one o'clock tilt to the front of the machine and then straight arms. And then as you push your legs into the machine, you hold that forward lean and straight arms so that the power can. Flow from your feet to your hands without your back or arms fighting against it. Oh, okay, in seven strokes, we'll be done. Four. Three, two, one. <sighs> now if you've loaded this session in to your monitor using the Herbzone app and you found this session under the roll-along track, you'll notice that it's just 5 8-minute intervals instead of splitting into like a 5-3 rest 5-3 rest, 5-3 rest all the way through mostly because the way the Concept2 monitor works with zero rests it introduces a pause and there's going to be enough of a pause as we come in and out of the rest periods anyway just again the way the monitor works it doesn't just go eight minutes, two and a half, eight, two and a half, eight, two and a half, it kind of waits for the first moment of power to go into the flywheel. So you can get up to a two second delay at the start of every interval. Have a drink. And so rather than doing that, having the delay, which will also delay like people using a concept too when they're rowing with it. So we wouldn't go that much out of sync, however, If you're on a water rower, or I don't know, a life fitness, or who knows what kind of rowing machine you're on, then that delay can, if you don't have the same delay, can kind of really get quite exponential. So we'll end up like 10, 15 seconds out of time. So I want to make all of my sessions that you don't have to use the Concept2 to do it. So this is why I do this with the timer for the ErgZone people. And what it means then is for those who are using the ErgZone app, You're not going to get the splits and the 5 minute and 3 minute to come back and refer to afterwards. So what I suggest is um, go to ergmonkey.com, sign up for a free account with them, connect your logbook to that, and then the graph, the data graph it gives you will let you then see how you've got on through this row rather than having to look at the splits. I know it's not ideal, but it's how I'm doing it. Okay, 15 seconds to go. Sorry about that, I should have been talking about something a lot more interesting. 10 seconds to go. I thought I'd better clear that up. Six seconds to go. Remember, 20 strokes a minute start. Three, two, one, go. So a nice, gentle 2K plus 18 pace. I mean, 2K plus 18 will now feel probably a good 6 out of 10 because you've got those two previous intervals in your legs now so it's definitely still up there intensity wise but that's kind of the point of this session I don't want it to feel easy I mean, a sneak peek for day two is that it will be a much easier session. So if you're new to my rows and my channel, you may have seen and heard me talking about the bottom intensity which sounds quite rude I know and then a mid intensity and a top intensity it's all on a pyramid that I have on the the banner of the Facebook group and the YouTube channel and each of them have like the top tier top intensity has a little red chili to show that. The mid-tier has an orange one. And the bottom has a green chili to show that it's not that spicy. Why am I telling you this, you're asking? (laughs) Because, especially for anyone else who's doing all 12 days straight... It's important to look at your energy usage over this series and you don't want to feel drained and out of energy and unable to hit the pace guides so what you'll notice is that I tend to always follow a mid or a top intensity row with some bottom intensity. <laughs> so that was that was a cheap joke. <laughs> I should really rename it. But those long low rate rows are the ones that sit at the bottom of the pyramid and they let your energy stores recover ready for the next tough session but whereas a rest day would do the same and rest days are important these long slow bottom intensity workouts are what like I say they're the ones that build your fitness that increase your productivity with your mitochondria and your blood I'm repeating myself now so they are very important I talk about a bowl of power and these bottom tier bottom intensity rows they help give you a bigger bowl of energy I've actually kind of changed my analogy for another video I'm about to make I'll talk about that in a minute because in 5 strokes time we are going back up to 24 strokes a minute 2k plus 5ish after this one you ready? here we go remember big push with your legs don't get caught out like I was a good push of the machine just get it away from you push it through the wall in front of you or into that line of treadmills that are in front of you in the gym push And then if you're continuing to keep your arms straight and your forward lean as you push with your legs, you should feel like your hands are just hanging off the handle you're not pulling the handle from the front you're keeping arms straight you're not bending elbows and then Once your legs are about halfway through the leg drive, that is when you finally swing over your back to add in that power from your torso swinging from a 1 to 11 and then right after that backswing starts that's when you finally bend your elbows and pull your arms to a finish elbows through your sides Handle finishes at sternum height. Two more. One more. That was definitely uh, an eight and a half maybe. Maybe the last... Thirty seconds or so, nudged up to a nine. So you don't have to be going hell for leather, high stroke rate to get the intensity up. Just slightly higher stroke rate and a huge increase in push from your legs. Now, normally in a usual just training session, if I was to do like say half an hour at 24 strokes a minute I'd row that round about my 2k average pace plus 12 seconds so for me my 2k time right now is bang on 7 minutes so my average is 145 so if I was to do a typical 24 strokes a minute training row I'd do that 157 today I'm aiming for 150 have a drink I am pushing seven seconds faster out of my legs at that 24 strokes a minute rate. The point being is that eventually, when you are, say you're doing a 5K or something and you're up at 28 strokes a minute, rather than increasing uh, stroke rate again to go faster, you think about, right, I can actually push my legs a little bit harder here to get a bit more pace out out of the same stroke rate. And then after that, you can increase your stroke rate. So it's like, it's looking at how to increase your pace both through stroke rate and through power from the legs. So that's important, uh, is that you think about it that way. And also that, do bear in mind that I just, I don't talk about this as being something that you pull harder. The pulling part, yes, you you pull into a finish, but if you think about pulling from the front, it destroys your technique. Talk about this a bit more as we get into the next five minutes. If that's okay with you, if you don't mind. Hopefully it will help. We have 10 seconds to go until our fourth interval. We have two more to go in five, four, three, two, one, go. So 20 strokes a minute again, 2K plus 18 pace. Nice and slow. And hopefully, because we are rowing at a slower stroke rate and less of a proportional push from our legs can think a bit about holding that forward lean with straight arms as you push your legs into the machine. Okay, so You're not pulling from the front. You're keeping your arms straight and you're effectively hanging off the handle, letting the power flow. And the best way to think about this, if you're like, nah, is, well, we'll think about it and then when we're done, you can watch a video about it that I made where this concept of hanging off the handle is like you're hanging from a pull up bar so you jump up to the bar feet off the ground and then you just hang there if you were to Bend your arms while you're hanging there, you would very quickly completely tire out your arms and no longer be able to hold on. Whereas if you hang with straight arms, you'll last a lot longer because you're it's like a your weight is a straight line going into the pull up bar and it's bypassing most of your muscles you can just hang without feeling like you're putting any power your arms and it's effectively what you're doing here is the push of your feet is what creates the weight and then by keeping your arms straight and your fingers just hooked over the handle instead of a death grip then that power much like the pull up bar just transfers into the handle and then into the machine whereas if you pull too early as you are pushing with your legs you're using muscle power that you really don't need to be and you're going to be draining them wearing them out too soon yes pulling will put some power into the machine much like pulling on the pull up bar will lift you a few more inches off the ground useful if there's a crocodile underneath you but it will tire you out quicker, or tire your arms out quicker. So it's much more efficient to push with your legs first and then finish with your arms. Hopefully that made sense. Although while you, you let a crocodile into your gym in the first place, it's beyond me. Okay, four. Three two one here we go then twenty-four strokes a minute Increase that push which it's like the push harder with your legs is like someone tying a 10 kilogram weight plate to you when you're hanging from that bar, the force that you will be putting in to that pull-up bar will increase It's the same here. Pushing harder with the legs means a more powerful hang off the handle. But because the handle is attached to a chain, And a flywheel, or whatever your machine uses, it results in a faster pace. And also, because that hang is more powerful you'll find that the finish with your backswing and arm pull will also be more powerful as a result. So, you don't think about pulling harder for these sections. It just happens because you're pushing harder with the legs and creating more of a hang. Okay, four three two last one <laughs> ah. oh. now if you don't mind I am going to play the it's not easy talking through these card so the fact that my heart rate finished at 92% of my max rowing heart rate and I am clearly a bit out of puff but then I'm kind of hoping you're the same that my talking thing isn't actually alien in terms of intensity that that in order to hold your 2k plus 5-ish there you're also slightly out of the path drink even if it's cold where you are maybe you're in a lovely winter wonderland Ah. make sure to still hydrate you don't want basically the reasons to slow down should be your, your limit from a cardio point of view, which you can work on by doing all these bottom tier, long low rate intervals, or sorry, um, workouts, or that your muscles are given in, you just ha- can't give any more power from your legs and your arms, which these uh, mid intensity workouts and the top intensity workouts, they are the ones that will build your performance endurance and your top end power. But the reason you don't, or you don't want the reason that you're having to slow down being that you just don't have the right hydration, and your body's literally going, eh, "I'm going to have to shut down for a while." Like CTPO, excuse me, sir, I may shut down for a while. <laughs> um, yeah. So always make sure and stay hydrated. Oh, not too much. You don't want to be having to stop mid-session for a pee. 10 seconds to go until our last interval. Woohoo! And we're almost done. Eight minutes to go. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Let's go. So there is gonna be, uh, after this eight minutes, there'll be a two minute cool down. Just in case you're not used to doing my workouts, I pretty much always have a four minute warm up. Then the main session, then a two-minute cool down, and then I then say goodbye, and that period of time where I say goodbye is where I encourage people to climb off the machine, go find a stretching mat, and go do some stretching, because especially after a session like this. If you don't cool down, there's a chance you could be in for some muscle soreness the next day. And stretching can really help with that too. And if you have any flexibility issues, then stretching post-row can help I mean right now I'm trying to get more flexibility in my hip flexors because I'm trying to work on coming forwards into the catch with no heel lift not that I have anything against heel lifts in fact, I had made an entire video talking about my opinion on heel lifts and I was about to post it when I spotted that Cassie Newman, I think it's Newman, Neiman, anyway, Cassie, from the You Can Roll Two stable, posted one <laughs> all about heel lift. I'm like, oh man! So I didn't want to post mine instantly because it would look like either a rebuttal or. I was trying to ride their coattails but I'll be up maybe just after Christmas but the point being that I have spoken a bit about a power leak that I have where my backside moves away from me before I get the power from my legs into the machine. And I was watching a video back and I noticed that my heels were coming up and it wasn't until my heels came down again that the power would go in. So I'm trying to see if rowing without a heel lift will improve things. And actually, I won't know until I'm in the edit suite and I watch today's row but certainly I have my monitor showing my force graph, my force curve, and it certainly looks better when I don't raise my heels. Okay, now remember five strokes time. If you wanna push, the pace for the last three minutes. Go for it. Last stroke. Here we go. 24s and whatever pace you wanna row at. I still suggest keeping it at twenty-four. And just working on that push of your legs and the connection timing between feet and hands, and trying to hold that forward lean and straight arms. There are other power leaks to be wary of. The first one, like I said before, is grabbing early the arms the next is swinging early with your back also try to keep a straight line of the chain a nice neutral height at the front and then finish at sternum height straight in and out if you come in with a low handle at the front, it can cause that early backswing. And if you finish too high or low with a handle, you can use weaker muscles. Here we go. Two, last one. Not quite. 10, but very close. Take a moment to breathe, it's important. To control your breathing. Have a drink if you can. One second, caller. That was definitely a spicy start. <laughs> I named this one well. Okay, two-minute cooldown. Again, using Ergzone, I have a two-minute cooldown within the roll along track, which I advise that you find it and you bookmark it along with the four-minute warm-up. And that way, you can easily call it up. Because although I used to program the four-minute warm-up the entire session and the two-minute cooldown within the entire Ergzone Zone programming within row along, I'm stopping that now, I'm just putting in the main sessions uh, to try and get around this issue with a monitor basically, um, the, not having too much of a chance of us falling out of sync with each other, so that's why I'm doing that, but if you bookmark the 4 minute and the 2 minute warm ups and cool down, then you'll be able to load them quick. Okay. Sorry. hopefully you are now, see I'm just flanneling to give you enough time to recover to get into this cool down. Ready for this, we're gonna do 18 strokes a minute again, nice and gentle, maybe back to that 2K plus 20 pace. So still slightly up there, but we're gonna slow down quite quickly, okay? So here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. You're likely to feel the first few strokes in your legs and in your arms. And that's why it's important to do these cool downs is to get the muscles just firing a little bit so that they don't just come to a standstill and to get the blood circulating around your body so that you can breathe out the carbon dioxide that's in your blood. So after all that's why you breathe <clears throat> or <laughs> I mean okay <laughs> dodgy ground this but the point is you're trying to get when you're breathing hard you're trying to get the carbon dioxide out of your body as opposed to trying to get oxygen in I mean they're both as important as each other but try holding your breath I made another video about this by the way but try holding your breath not when you're rowing please well you can if you want but I don't want you falling off the machine and when you can't hold your breath anymore what do you do? do you breathe in? no you breathe out you breathe out that carbon dioxide first and then get the oxygen in if your body was absolutely craving oxygen your first reflex would be to breathe in, but it's not. You go, and then you breathe in. There you go. There's a bit of John science for you. Last stroke for me. You don't have to stop cooling down, of course. And like I said, in one of the intervals, um, if you're not going to cool down, then just climb off and start doing some stretching. I really do recommend the hip flexors, um, hamstrings, quads, maybe shoulders. Um forearms is a good one if you do go to pray you push your hands together you'll feel it under here so pray Ooh. um well um, supine twists um, i'll try and make i keep on threatening to make a video about stretching and i'll try and make it within uh this 12 days thing to try and slot it in there so that um because there's no point in me always saying this is what to stretch and they're not actually telling you what to do And the caveat to that will be, it is the stretches that I do. I'm not saying that these are the best ones to do, but I will make a video saying saying the stretches I do. And then it's up to you whether you want to follow me or not. But uh, yeah, just a few minutes of it can be very important. So anyway, right, there we go. So this was day one of the 12 rows of Christmas. Now, again, like I said, and I stumbled my way through saying it, um, not only... uh, was I thinking about uh, making it so that it wasn't actually 12 days of Christmas. I was gonna say a 12 day series. Um, I also did kind of wrestle with whether to call it 12 days of Christmas or the 12 holiday days or whatever. But because there's this, this song, the 12 days of Christmas, that's what I'm coming off. If you don't celebrate Christmas because you're of a different religion, that's super cool groovy. If you don't celebrate anything because you're a part of no religion, that's equally super cool groovy, okay? I'm literally only using Christmas because of the song, okay, there's, I, I'm trying to think what it was, it's like, it's a 13 different religious festivals that happen through, um, through the December period, um, which, uh, which is why people say happy holidays, because um, it's not about trying to kill Christmas, it's about trying to recognise that other people celebrate other festivals and it's trying to actually be inclusive like inclusive i will still say merry christmas to people because that's why i celebrate but if somebody comes up to me and says hey happy holidays um then i will say "Ah, oh, happy holidays well, yeah, well, yeah and i'll be a little bit kind of british and oh i'm a bit awkward now what do i do oh no so yeah so that's the i mean you 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 patently you're not going to care about this <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally just putting that out here so that if someone has a <laughs> if someone eventually does have an issue with it, I can say, oh, go to a minute 48, whatever. It's going to be on the dates style." you'll see me talking about this. So that's me explaining my point of view. So right. That's the end of that caveat. It's going to run this way. We're going to try. And as long as work doesn't get in the way, I'm going to make one of these every single day for the 12 days. And I'll make make sure and have one in the bank um, so that if I do have to skip a day because of work, then it's not going to be a problem. But like I say, you don't have to do all 12 days in a row. Yes, this is all going to finish on Christmas Eve. Um, and then like, then if you get the chance, then it gives you the optional half marathon on Christmas Day to try and avoid the family before you get to eat all that turkey or whatever you're going to have for Christmas dinner. Um, but uh, you don't have to do them as the 12 days. You can spread this across the entire festive period. You could do this in July. You could do whatever. I do recommend-ish following the order that they're done in because like I say, I am going to... Going to do the roller coaster in and out of uh, intensity levels to make sure that for those people like me who are going to do them 12 days in a row you don't end up exhausted um under recovered being the issue it's really i've said before it's really hard to overtrain and your body's actually going to geared up to you shouldn't you your overtraining isn't really that problem the problem is under recovery okay if you don't recover well enough for your next sessions that's where people then overtrain okay And so that's what I'm trying to do with sudo This mid-intensity, tomorrow's going to be a bottom intensity. It's likely then that day three is going to be either a mid or a top. I'm not going to let you in on that yet. Um, But, yeah, so that's how it's going to work. So we're just going to come in and have have a little bit of fun. um, And then, yeah, and then that'll be it. The 12 days will be up. And then we can hopefully, we'll burn off enough calories that we'll be able to uh, enjoy some nice buttered sprouts and whatever gets put in front of us. I know I am. I'm really looking forward to some mince pies. Um, That's my... (laughs) nice couple of couple of mince pies in the microwave for 20 seconds a big dollop of ice cream oh that's that's when I get big size again anyway so anyway right there we go I'm gonna say goodbye so day one is done thank you so much for being part of this it was a fantastic session for me I really hope it was for you um uh so please let me know basically so leave me a comment on this uh, YouTube video Um, and if you want to give it a hashtag in order to kind of prove that you made it this far through the video and just just kind of go hey it's a little bit fun then why not just do so the hashtag is just spicy start okay because that's what it was it was a spicy start to the 12 rows of Christmas I certainly enjoyed it I hope you did too so thank you so much for being part of this I really uh, hope that you make sure to enjoy this uh, holiday season however you celebrate it and whatever we end up doing for our various um, celebrations um, yeah and I look forward to seeing you on day two so please look after yourself stay safe be well oh apparently I've finished rolling <laughs> bye-bye for more info and to check out the YouTube videos go to rowalong.com